This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, S. Drotar on Twitter. And we are down to the nitty gritty, as they put it, when it comes to the playoff chase for the Stanley Cup. Only a few teams left with either uh, an X or an E behind their name. And it gets a little bit tighter in the East, where there are only a couple spots left in the West. A mad scramble, not only for some of those last spots, but for seeding. So to join us to talk about all of that is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. And you can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Uh, Nate, this is uh, getting to be a lot of fun tonight. We have some matchups with, as they say, implications. Yeah, we, we definitely do. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's 12 games on the schedule uh, in the NHL today. You and I are going to talk about some of the ones that are later this evening, just so if you're listening to the podcast, you've still got time to be able to act on it. But um, yeah, there's there's some big time games. You, uh, Pittsburgh is hosting the Islanders tonight, for example. Um, those are two of the teams in the East that are still battling. Basically, in the Eastern Conference right now, you've got five teams battling for three remaining spots. Everybody else is either locked in or has been eliminated, as you were talking about right off the top. So, you know, in the Eastern Conference, not specifically one of the games we're going to talk about, but a big one tonight uh, as Pittsburgh will take on uh, the Islanders. That one's got a lot of implications in it for the Metropolitan, for the Wild Card. Uh, that is one of the early games uh, that I will be paying attention to tonight. Yeah, that there will be a lot of interesting ones there. It's, it's settled out in the East pretty well, but the seating is is a mess, obviously. Islanders still one of the teams alive. Islanders and Blue Jackets with a lot of ground to make up, but technically still alive if they can continue to win. We'll be looking at a couple teams that uh, need to get wins of their own, but for different reasons. And we will start in Colorado, where the Avalanche, who just decimated the uh, LA Kings last night, nine to three in a game in which the Kings needed uh, and were ready to go, but they were just blown away by the Avalanche. Now the Avalanche take on the New Jersey Devils, who let's just say don't exactly need this game because they have been eliminated for some time. The Avalanche have won seven straight games. Uh, they are still competing for the President's Trophy, only two points ahead of Florida. That race may be important as well because, you know, those two teams might end up meeting in the Stanley Cup Finals. Normally, when a team is on a back-to-back, we reconsider a couple things. Does that matter when you have a team as high-scoring as the Avalanche and a team that's playing on the string like the Devils? Well, I, I don't think in this case, Sean, that it does. I mean, obviously, you talked about what the Avs did to the Kings last night and Nathan McKinnon with his hat trick, et cetera. But they are working on that President's Trophy, um, you know, that top spot in case they wind up meeting up with the Florida Panthers uh, within the Stanley Cup final. So you're right. Colorado with a lot to play for. They've won seven in a row. Florida's won eight in a row. Uh, the Blues have won six in a row. I and mean, we've got a lot of teams in the West that are hot right now. Uh, Calgary also, they've won five straight. Um, but in this one, you know, I'm not expecting 12 goals like we saw last night between the Avs and the Kings, but I do expect this to be another high scoring game. One, because Colorado is on a roll right now from an offensive standpoint, as, as we talked about uh, just a moment ago with their game against the Kings. But the, the thing about New Jersey is they've been eliminated, as you said. They, they aren't going to be in the postseason. They've only got 58 points on the season, but they've scored three or more goals 
in 11 out of their last 14 games. So even though it's the Devils and they're only 3-6-1 and one in their last 10, if you look over those last 14 games, they are still finding a way to score. So similar to what we saw last night where the Kings did manage to put three on the board against the Abs, even though it's the, the second night of a back-to-back, all of those kinds of things for Colorado, they are at home. I think this is one that New Jersey comes in and scores um, at least two Um, And because of that, I can sit back and go, can Colorado score four, maybe five against a down Devils team? Absolutely. So I'm going to play the over on the total at six and a half. Yeah, that one seems like a a really good bet there. And of course, that bet for the Devils makes sense to get them a couple goals because on the second night of a back to back, it's quite possible the Avalanche will have a backup goaltender, Pavel Francois in net instead of Darcy Kemper as well. So that makes a lot of sense, too. I am confident enough in this avalanche team over New Jersey, especially the way they've been scoring to go ahead and take them on that puck line of minus one and a half. I don't have any issue with it, but I really do like the one that, that you're talking about there when you're looking at those, uh, the, the over. And so yeah, over DraftKings, you can kind of uh, mix and match them because obviously when you're looking at that over at that's a, a minus one twenty five, and you know, the avalanche should getting on the puck line. That's minus one ten. But if you were to combine the two, pick the over and the avalanche at, at minus one and a half, you can get that up to plus 235. That feels like a pretty good bet. And ordinarily, you don't look at those goal scorers with too much confidence. Nathan McKinnon has scored goals now in uh, five consecutive games. Would he make it six? That maybe feels like a bridge too far, but in all the scoring last night, Miko Rantanen did not get one. Feels like maybe tonight's a night to get one. If I was going to throw a dart on any player prop and a guy to score a goal tonight, it would be Rantanen at plus 10 for the Avalanche. That would be the way I think I'd probably look at this one too. But you're right. Uh, When you're talking about this matchup, I don't know if the Avalanche are necessarily uh, back-to-back proof, but they may very well be against a team in New Jersey that is just playing for pride. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. And good call on Rantanen. The next one we'll take a peek at as we continue to stay out west, a a very, very important game. In fact, Calgary will be hosting the Vegas Golden Knights, and Knights in this game uh, matters a lot because when you're talking about uh, games with standings, this one's big. Now, Calgary, of course, is not in the spot where it matters too much because they've all but locked up the Pacific Division. They have a nine-point lead on the Edmonton Oilers, but... They still want to keep things going well as they keep running towards the playoffs. And they'd also, by the way, like to knock off one of their rivals. That would be the Vegas Golden Knights, who, as it stands today, would miss the playoffs. They have 85 points. They have they trail both Predators and the Stars by a few, three and four, respectively. And then. They other teams that they're behind have a game in hand. So while it's not mathematically a must win game for the Vegas Golden Knights, they have got to start making some hay right now. It's going to be a big game for them and one they almost have to win tonight. They should come out hungry, but I don't know how much it matters, by the way, because uh, Matthew Kachuk, let's just say he's um, also hot when it comes to goals. Well, exactly. And look, I mentioned it a second ago. Calgary's won five in a row. That's going to play into this. We've got Calgary at home. Um, Nashville, uh, or excuse me, Vegas coming off of a really kind of a brutal loss for them um, to Vancouver as they continue to battle. Vancouver's still alive. 
uh, even though slightly on life support, but they are still alive in that wild card race. But uh, this is one that I just cannot go against a home team that's won five in a row. Uh, I mean, the Flames are just good right now. They're playing very good hockey. Um, they're trying to lock up the Pacific, as you said, that nine-point lead that they've got over Edmonton, a game in hand against Edmonton as well. Um, Vegas is starting to feel the pressure, obviously, of being on the outside looking in. And look, they got uh, they got Mark Stone back finally in the last game, um, and it still wasn't enough. Um, it's, uh, it, they still managed to lose to Vancouver. So, um, I just put all of that together and I just think as much as this is a must win situation for Vegas, um, it's not like they're taking on Anaheim tonight, right? Or Chicago, they're taking on the Calgary flames. So I'm going to take the flames on the money line in this one. I think they win it at home and put another, maybe not nail in the coffin for Vegas, but certainly starting to break out the, the, uh, the tools, uh, and the hammer and potentially putting Vegas closer and closer to being on the outside looking in. Yeah, this is the bad matchup for Vegas at a bad time. They are finally getting healthier and they've had issues with injuries uh, all season. And obviously, I think when you are facing a really hungry hockey team, that can be a concern. But I'm, I'm with you. I think Calgary is is not only hot. But they're good. And that's the kind of thing we we're talking about with the Avalanche as well. All that plus being at home. I have to pick them, too. But I think this is going to be a game where there's some goals going to be put on the net. So I look at that over at six right now. And I think, well, uh, again, sometimes that can be frustrating without that hook. But it can also protect you at times, too. I think the over at six is fine. I, th- I know that these are teams that can score goals. I know that even they've they've played one game that was pretty low scoring. It was still five. The other game you would have you would have been able to have it even then they matched up in in uh, February because it was six to zero I think the Knights will be better than that so I, I do think I'll take the over on this uh, again what if I wanted to combine those I don't think they're going to blow the Knights out I, I think the Knights are uh, perfectly good to pick on the puck line at a plus one and a half and you would think that's going to be the case because that's a minus 180 which is quite frankly even more of a favorite than just picking Calgary on the money line so in this one I'm going to go with the uh, over on this one and I really I'm with you. I like Calgary to win this game. I want to pick Vegas because I feel that they're they're getting better, but this is just the wrong team at the wrong time for them. Yeah, I I agree with you. And it's like I said, it's just it's one of those that, you know, and and the NHL does this on purpose, right? They want some strong teams playing each other down the stretch. You're trying to, you know, have some playoff implications and draw some eyeballs to the television and things like that. Um, So, you know, it's two good teams matching up, but Calgary's just better. You brought up the Vancouver Canucks, who, as you put it, are on life support. Well, unlike the Vegas Golden Knights, they get the right team at the right time. They are hosting the Arizona Coyotes, the worst team in all of hockey. Vancouver needs a win. Nate, I think they're going to get it. I think they're going to. uh, It's hard to find a way to make a little money on this one, though, because everyone thinks they're going to get it. Rightly so. Minus 310 on the money line. So where do we find some value? Well, this is one of those that when you're looking at uh, a heavy money line favorite, in my opinion, there's if if you're going to bet it individually, if you're not going to try to do a parlay or anything like that, um, that if you're betting a game like this individually, there's two ways that you can go. You can obviously do uh, Vancouver to win in regulation. That will bring uh, the juice down. And that's, you know, sometimes something nice to have. But in this case, even taking Vancouver in regulation 
only takes you to a minus 200 at DraftKings. So I am going to take Vancouver on the puck line at a minus one and a half, and that actually brings it down to a minus 125. Now, that's much more comfortable for me um, in terms of the juice that I'm that I'm going to wind up paying. Vancouver uh, has played Arizona twice this season. The final score was five to one both times. So they have outscored Arizona 10 to two combined in the first two meetings. I think tonight's game, and it's a late one, it's a 10 o'clock Eastern puck drop. Um, I think this is going to be another very comfortable win for Vancouver. Um, And so I'm willing to lay that minus one and a half and take it down to the minus 125. Knowing the scoring success that they've already had against Arizona, you already pointed out how Arizona is in the standings. Um, And so this to me is just one that aligns for Vancouver. And then you talked about the, you know, the, the, where they are in the standings, the fact that it is a little bit of life support, but the thing that Vancouver may have going for them this evening, and they may at least have somewhat of an idea of what's happening is that Minnesota is playing Dallas tonight um, in Dallas. And even though the stars have been good at home, I actually think the wild are going to win that game. And if it happens, it obviously benefits Vancouver because that is Dallas right now is the second wild card team in the West. So that's who Vancouver, we were just talking about Vegas. That's who these guys are chasing. So if Minnesota can pick up a win, which I think they actually will in Dallas tonight, that's going to set things up for Vancouver to get two extremely important points uh, and get them up to 84. And if that happens and Dallas does in fact lose, they'll only be four points behind the stars uh, with about seven games left to go. Yeah, so that would obviously be beneficial for them to do so. Of course, you know, you know uh, they, they didn't have to get too clever on the over-under in this one at DraftKings. What would you say? Both games were 5-1? to one? The over-under is 6. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you have an idea what's going on there. Uh, I love the, the puck line on this, too, because Arizona 1 is not playing for anything. Yeah, they, they can spoil. I understand that. But they're not really playing for anything. They've also lost four in a row. This is a team that has justifiably packed it in. And I expect it to be an easy win for Vancouver. The puck line is, is a good pick. But because... Arizona has packed it in. I think Vancouver gets ahead in this game early, and I think they're able to protect it. I like the under in this one, and that puts me on the other side of things because that is a plus 100 to go under six. So I'm going to go on the uh, on the under here for basically the even money, but we talked about putting those two together because I also really do like your, your puck line uh, bet there. I think that one makes an awful lot of sense. So if we do that again, if we go ahead and, and mix and match it together, I like the idea uh, of putting them under and the puck line puts it at a plus 215. The other one that, that I like in this one is, as I mentioned, I think it's going to get uh, get put away early. I like going with the over on the goal in the first 10 minutes. Now, that's what most folks like here. It's a minus 165 to get it. But I, li- I do like that one as well. Even though the juice is a little high, I'm probably not going to go right into it. But that's the kind of thing with this game that I kind of like a parlay on because I think this one's going to get out of hand early. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And one more uh, prop that I will throw out in this one. You can get JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks for an anytime goal at a plus 120 right now. Um, and part of the reason I like that is Miller leads the Canucks in points on the season. He has uh, a total of 86 points in the 70, let me think here, 72 games, I think that he has played for them. Yeah, 86 points, 72 games. He's got 29 goals on the season. However, 
He has not found the back of the net in the last four games in a row. Um, and so this is kind of one of those he's due type of bets, right? And I know those can be dangerous. That's like walking by the roulette wheel in Vegas and seeing five straight reds and thinking, you know, <laughs> it's due to hit black. And sure enough, another red number comes up. But in the two previous games against Arizona, um, JT has a goal and two assists. So he's getting points. But I believe because he's been on a on a small goal drought, he only has one here in the month of April. And like I said, no goals in the last four straight for Vancouver. I just kind of feel like he's due and he's he's good. He leads the team in assists. He's second on the team in goals. I think he can score against Arizona tonight. And I like that at a plus 120 for a guy that is so integral to what this team does offensively. I think that's a really good point, Nate, because also when you look at JT Miller, you know what he doesn't have on his resume? A 30-goal season. And so it looks maybe a little bit as if he's pressing, you know, I think the combination of pressing to try to get that 30-goal, a new career high for him, and get this in this big game. I like that a lot. In fact, I, I would argue that Miller is as likely as anybody in all of hockey to score tonight. I really do like uh, that player prop as well. When... You get going tonight, that's what we're looking at, of course, in these late games. So we'll give you a little bit of a nightcap with the NHL on a Thursday night in which uh, there are major games going on with major implications. We look forward to getting back at it with you next week when things start, well, streamlining themselves a little bit more as we get closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs themselves. Uh, Thanks for these updates, Nate. Looking forward to trying them out tonight. Absolutely. Looking forward to some late night hockey. And like I said, there's some great games early as well, folks. A dozen games on the schedule in the NHL and a number of them have um, playoff positioning implications. So going to be fun in the NHL tonight. Yeah, obviously, those are the options that we're looking for uh, for betting purposes and and certain guys. We mentioned Mika Rand and JT Miller for DFS purposes as well. But if you're a hockey fan, presumably you are. This is your kind of night. And so it is for us, too. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so. It's There's a button around there. Wherever you push play, you can do it. For all of those who have done so already, thanks so much. Glad you're enjoying it. Hope you have good luck tonight. You can follow Nate Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. My name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We will catch you next week right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.